OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Warning, this issue contains explicit content. Parental guidance is advised. Comment facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me is, well, just Mauer. Beep you. That's okay. One more time, Mauer. Beep you. You were on the last two. One more time. Beep you. One last one. Beep you. Hey, oh, I liked it. You brought it down right when we needed to. Where's no features? Thank God. Apparently, uh, the plague has affected all of uh, PA. <laughs> so we uh, we lost a lot of members again. <laughs> so we had to go to the Midwest to get our guests. <laughs> it's a much better intro than I was going with. Keep going. <laughs> um, we have the uh, Stan Lee created friend of Fireside, the miraculously manly. Wow. If everybody could see terribly his talented <laughs> Garrett Gunn. But well, I feel like I got to clap after that. <laughs> for anybody who's listening, he's flexing. <laughs> that was for you two, oh, not for anybody sorry, else. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. I did. I, I let him behind the curtain. <laughs> What's going on, yeah. Garrett? Nothing, dude. What's going on with you? We are living the dream. We are. Uh... Excited to hear all about what's going on with you. We missed out on New York Comic Con this year. We did. So we've had to live vicariously through our friends. And uh, <laughs> uh, you had some big news that we're going to be talking about. You kept your promise. I'm going to say you are a man I of did. your word. Um, for this breaking news, you said we'd be the first. And, and Before we even get into that, can we just talk about how great he looks for someone who just left New York Comic Con? That <laughs> is. I usually, I'm usually like dead at the, the Odin sleep. <laughs> We're out. This We're is, good. This is pure happenstance. <laughs> I'm, I am. This was in no way like on purpose. No bloodshot eyes. Mess. Nothing. No, it's your, it's actually a filter on my computer, <laughs> on, my, on my camera. I'm actually dead right now. So how long did it take you to get home? And did you drive through the night? I didn't drive because oh. I'm in California. So I fucking, I fucking flew. It was like six and a half hours. We're just in a cramped fucking six and a half just, hours. Yeah. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> a quick disclaimer for uh, for anybody who's uh, isn't okay with foul language. This one's gonna gonna get foul. This is getting the CJ Drayden. Oh, am I, am I not supposed to curse? On you this can show? curse whatever you want. At, I like it. At this point, we're going with it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I I just assumed you guys knew my mo by now. <laughs> uh, so give a quick breakdown. We met Garrett two and a half years ago at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Yes. Uh, at the Source Point Press book. Uh, yeah, booth. Booth. <laughs> Man, you and words today. You really are got to learn how to talk. I got to learn how to talk. It's been a long day. Um, we <laughs> interviewed him, and he has the uh, the distinction of making fun of Menti before he ever met Menti. That's true. <laughs> that you know, that's the first. You know, that's the first show I did with Source Point, too. I was like. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I'd only done shows with other people like up to that point. So like, or like I'd only done shows by myself. I hadn't like conned with anybody else. 
So I show up to this massive display and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. We walk up yeah. with a camera in your face and you're like, no cameras, but I'll do an interview. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I was so nervous, man. I was so nervous. But uh, we had a great interview. I have that sound clip isolated of you making fun of Menti. Yeah, he, he likes to play it every once in a while. It's just a How reminder. How do you remember why I made fun of you? Supposedly my last name. What the hell's oh. a Menti? Something like that. That makes sense. That sounds like something I would do. That's fair. So and I'm 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 quite often a huge prick. So <laughs> well, good for I, no reason. I, I've uh, I've I've got a co-host here. <laughs> who, uh, oh he, yeah, he gets it. Don't worry. Yeah. Wow. And I was about to say something really nice, but screw you. Why don't you tell the readers about your little book thing that you do? <laughs> your little book thing you do. Like you said that so like try to come back at me because I was being mean to you. Yeah, yeah why right. don't you go tell them about the little book thing you do? It's got some sort of skull and a fox or a cat or whatever it is. <laughs> uh yes, I uh write a book called Franklin a Ghost, among other things. Um Franklin a Ghost is basically I tell people at when I see my shows, it's uh Ferris Bueller meets Deadpool. So it's basically uh, about these two alien symbiotes that come from this fucking boring planet where anybody, all anybody ever does is break rocks. Uh, they're like, this is bullshit. We're going to fucking get out of here and see the galaxy. They steal a spaceship and neither of them can fly. So they crash immediately. <laughs> and they're just like, whatever, this looks like a good place to fuck shit up. And that's it. <laughs> and there that's we go. Where the readers introduced to Franklin and ghost. And how do they take their forms? So because they're symbiotes and need a host, uh, they one of them lands on a fox uh, that's being hunted by these stupid hillbillies in the middle of the woods in North Carolina. Uh, and then the other one lands in a graveyard and lands on the uh, grave of a John Pewter, a.k.a. Ghost. Yep. Now, wh where, where did you come up with this idea in the first place? Were you just sitting down? No like fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> Absinthe. Absinthe. I was going to say LSD, but absinthe is probably better. Um, How? To, to, to be honest, like, I really don't know. Like, I, I had been writing, when I came up with Franklin and Ghost, I had been writing comics for, like, three or four years. And I was, like, obsessed with, like, trying to be a breakout comic writer, like every other fucking jabroni that's in this business. And I had been writing Franklin and Ghost on the side as, like, all the dumb shit I couldn't fit in any of the other books just went into this book. And I, and I just would throw things it's like throwing shit at a brick wall i would just throw things at it and just see what stuck um and after like right before i finished writing the first franklin and ghost i kind of took a step back from comics and like i'd gotten burned by some quote professionals in this business pretty bad like upwards of ten thousand dollars and i was like this is fucking dumb I, this is gonna like ruin my, like the love i have for comics if i stay in this business um and so I just was like, I told my wife, I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. I'm just going to like finish this book that I'm writing and, and be done. And she was like, well, if you're going to like, this is like the Stan Lee moment, well, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this is the Stan Lee moment. I was like, I'm done with this bullshit. And my wife was like, yeah, but you have this thing like Franklin Ghost. like you should do something with that. And I'm like, I don't know. And she was like, just fucking do one. And then like you could say you did like the one book of that and then you can just fucking wipe your hands of everything. And I did it and I put it out and and I had like six people the first time I put it out, I had six people like stand at the table and read it and they were like all right cool give me number two and i was like <laughs> fine so i told myself i was like i'm not gonna do from here on out it's only dumb shit like no more trying to be like the next robert kirkman or the next tom king or whatever the fuck like i'm just gonna write dumb shit that i think is funny and i hope other people enjoy it and so it's definitely dumb <laughs> I, it super is yeah, yeah. Say, apparently it's working out <laughs> yeah yeah it's great 
So you have how many issues actually completed now? So Franklin the Ghost is, uh, I make Franklin the Ghost in um, almost like volumes because I, I really hate making single issue comics because what happens is you spend three or four months, five months, six months making a book and then someone reads it in two minutes and they're like, cool, give me another one. And you're like, fuck, I just like burned six months making this one. Like I can't churn them out that fast. Um, so I do uh, 48 page plus books. So they're all mega issues. Um, We've got three of those out so far. It's about 190 pages worth of story out so far, um, plus all the tie-in one-shots. So we're like at 240 pages. Um, But yeah, so four volumes out. Now, is this just taking over like your your workload? Or are you still writing other (laughs) books as well? Or is this just it? This is everything. I I wish that were true. (laughs) Uh, I have got significant mental health issues that prevent me from standing still. Uh, so you've got like 17 projects. Yeah. So I think right now I've got six different books being drawn. Wow. Um, that are all different properties. Um, I've made like 15 books so far in the last five years. Um, wow. So you've got war corns, war corns. Yeah. Yeah, War corns, combat unicorns for hire. (laughs) Um, and that just went through Kickstarter. Laugh it up, fucker. Um, and then you're still doing the, uh, the band book, Billy Bob's book, right? Yeah. The box masters, the box masters. What yeah. else you got on the docket coming out? Um, I've got cold dead hands. Um, cold dead hands is a book, uh, that also is dumb shit. Um, basically it's like, uh, you guys ever seen the movie idle hands? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's like idle hands meets wanted and kick ass. Wow. Okay. So uh, the tagline, the elevator pitch is uh, is aspiring mercenary Kit Kelso comes wrist to wrist with the deadliest hands in history. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, so that is a book that I've been writing for like six months. Um, I've got two issues of it written. The first issue is like three pages from being complete. Um, I just got the cover back from Glenn Fabry, who you'll probably know from Preacher and all of that. Um, so we'll be doing like that book comes out in a few months, the first issue, and there's gonna be a it's gonna be a four issue mini And Menti's gonna do a pinup for that one, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me see your hands. You got gross hands? Yeah, those are gross. <laughs> um so on top of the writing for all these books, I hear there's some big news with Franklin and Ghost that just was announced that might keep you even busier over the next little bit. There is. Uh, well, this weekend at New York Comic Con, we uh, announced the cast for the animated series based on Franklin and Ghost. Wow. Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. That's awesome. This Thank is important because last year at New York Comic Con, Fireside got blown off by this gentleman so he could go have a meeting <laughs> to, uh, to kind of finalize some details. Yeah, and that's when the promise was made. I'm blowing you guys off now, but don't worry. When things <laughs> yeah. happen, I said when when this happens, I'll I'll do the, my first interview after it'll be with you guys. Um, so yeah. that is awesome. You've got some big yeah. name voice actors in this. I do. Yes. Uh, so the uh, Franklin is going to be played by Mr. Sean Schemmel, uh, who many know uh, as the voice of Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Um, he's also done a ton of other things. He does King Kai and Dragon Ball. He's been in Pokemon. He's been in fucking a bajillion other animes and, and other cartoons. Um, we've got, uh, Billy Bob Thornton voicing ghost. Wow. His, uh, his partner in crime slash conscience. Um, 
We've got Veronica Taylor, who most people know as eight. Ash Ketchum from the first eight seasons of the Pokemon TV show. Wasn't she also April O'Neil? She was from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, leave it, leave it to Mal. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Forget yeah. the Pokemon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pokemon. Pokemon. Forget Pokemon. Pokemon's from the fucking April O'Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Those Pac-Mans. The Pac-Mans. Yeah. Those pocket Pac-Mans. monster things. Yes. Uh, yeah. So she's playing, she's playing Delilah. Um, and then we've got uh, Chris Sabat, who's the voice of Vegeta and the voice of All Might uh, from My Hero Academia, uh, voicing General Erich Badgley, a.k.a. Generic Bad Guy. <laughs> so we're in pre-production now for the pilot. So we just finished the trailer. Uh, we're going to have a trailer hopefully dropping this weekend at L.A. Comic-Con. Um, and then we've already written the pilot and we've plotted out the whole first season. Uh, animation has, has started on the pilot. Um, but we currently have four networks interested in the show. Um, we're not, we haven't chosen one yet. We've just like full steam ahead, just trying to make the show. But what a fun thing to be able to say. Yeah. I I haven't picked one. (laughs) I've got, I've got choices here. Hold on. What are you offering? (laughs) It's it's a dangerous thing to try and like we're really trying to take our time with it because all of those places that are interested are very different and uh, have asked for very different things in regard to creative freedoms and rights and front end and back end and all kinds of other you know things that we just want to make sure that we pick the right home for for our baby so. And how, as far as creative control is concerned, how, um, how involved are you, or at least hoping to be a hundred percent or with all the other projects you have going on? Are you, are you I, comfortable with I definitely, I, I definitely want to have a seat at the table in the writing room. Um, and I definitely want some sort of final say on, on, you know, choices made about characters. Um, I mean, I, I told somebody else this weekend that was like asking me something about the show. Like, I understand that. Uh, books don't translate always to to television well um and that's when you get all the outraged fanboys that are like like that's not how it was in the book and i'm like yeah but like sometimes things have to be told differently to 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 make sense on the screen versus reading it in a book um so i'm definitely open to like expanding ideas and altering some things that aren't critical to you know character you know development um but yeah, I'm looking to be really involved in the writing process. So if they'll have. So if they were to say, "Hey, we want ghosts to have like a full body and not just be a floating skull," I'd tell them no. I mean, it 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 doesn't fit the character. <laughs> I mean, like a lot of the comedy and a lot of the dumb shit that goes on, uh, you know, comes from the fact that he has no hands and has no body. So, yeah, no. I'd probably tell them no. Not take a no for an answer. Um, when this happened, how long did it take yes. you to uh, come to terms with you're going to actually make this cartoon? Your book is going to be something else. Your Stanley moment book is now going <laughs> to the next level. It still feels weird, man. Like, I don't know. Like, so the thing about this business is that, like, you never get to tell anybody anything until, like, you, you, you know things far before you get to tell people stuff. So all weekend I spent in New York Comic Con, everybody's, you know, oh, congratulations on this thing happening. And I'm like, I've been dealing with this for like three months, like <laughs> trying to figure out like, like how I got to be careful what I say, what I don't say, like, 
like, is this really going to happen? Is that like, we were still finalizing some details on like attaching actors to the project. Um, lots of different things, but it's, I don't think it'll ever feel normal. Like that's not, that's not a thing that like, I still like to this day, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it, but. And Billy Bob's uh, been attached since the beginning, correct? Yes. He was the first person that believed in this project. Um, that's yeah. Huge. Billy's unbelievable. He's, he's a great dude. Yeah. I saw the, the video message that he sent. So it, it seems like, <laughs> yeah, he's this is his baby as well it feels like he he told me he said you know hey uh because he was in new york but he wasn't at new york comic-con he was in new york to impress for goliath um and he said you know hey i'm sorry i can't be there like is there anything i can do to help promote the promote the show and and do anything and i was like yeah if you just want to like send me like a real quick promo video or whatever and he like had to be lay out all the details to say and he was like i hope this is okay like if you need me to change it or redo it, like whatever you need, man, like it's, it's all good. And I'm just like, dude, come on, I'll take whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Well, that's great that yeah. he's that involved. I mean, yeah, he's, he's great. I mean, I've been working with him longer than anybody else on, you know, a lot of stuff. And so like <clears throat> he's been from the very beginning when I first did box masters, he was incredibly supportive uh, and was just like, didn't understand anything about comics or how comics worked. Uh, and he told me, it's going on like a year ago. He told me like, you know, if you ever got something that's going to be a cartoon, I want to be in it. Like, I want to be in a cartoon. And I was like, funny, you should mention that because <laughs> I want to make Franklin a ghost a cartoon. And I, I said, you know, let me pitch it to you. Like, let me give you this, like, let me give you like the pitch deck and let me like, like try to like justify this to you. And he was like, no, 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 no. He was like, let me see a picture. And he like, I showed him a picture of the book and I, he was like, which one am I going to play? And I was like that one. And he was like, cool, let's do it. Wow. <laughs> I was like, don't you want to know like what the story is, whatever? And he was like, I'll never forget. He was like, he was like, Garrett, I know how you operate. Like, if it's anything like the stuff you've done in the past, I'm not worried about it. Let's sign the letter and let's fucking do this. And I'm like, fucking okay, sure. <laughs> that seems like a, a good seal of approval. Yeah. I and I'm then I was like, oh, I better not fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure no sling blade jokes so i got a, right? I got a question a little off the beaten path here um, okay with the amount of projects that you have going on and yeah. this new uh this cartoon in the works yes how are you able to keep up with fandoms like how are you able like i see the, the my hero academia behind you you've mentioned anime a couple times you talk I... about your love for comics every inner every artist and writer we've ever interviewed has said the same thing that getting into the industry to this degree means they cannot read or enjoy what they used to i i absolutely don't at all um i actually specifically started not reading books uh only because i had some I had some stupid drama stuff happen very early on in my career of, you know, people trying to say I had like taken an idea from one of their books. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm not going to read anybody's shit because I don't want to be like, you know, subconsciously inspired or, you know, anything to get fueled into me that like I, I turn around and put into a book and then it fucks somebody over. Um, so I stopped reading most books and I just cut strictly down to Hellboy, which is my favorite thing of all time. Um, that being said, I, yeah, I don't get to really enjoy much, uh, you know, TV or books or anything else because I'm, if I've got free time, I'm writing. Um, the We're only doing Pokemon I, raffles. 
Of doing what? That's you- true. And even that, even that has been cut down way. I mean, I used to be our business. Like I used to be a huge part of that business. And now it's just, I go in Tuesdays and Friday nights and, and do the videos and that's it. Like, and I, I don't do anything with that business anymore. Um, that being said, I, you know, I will sit in my office and I'll watch the office on like 40 million repeats, like, <laughs> I'm right like nonstop you, because it's like just easy things like easy background noise to like do because you gotta have some influx of media like if you don't like it's fucking you'll just like starve um and i had never watched anime in my life uh until chris sabbat told me you know i'm not just saying this because i'm in it but my hero academia is a fucking great show he was like you should check it out (laughs) and i went home and i watched the first episode and i was like oh fuck this is great God damn it. And I hate, I hate more than anything being a fanboy. It's like my, my biggest pet peeve of people. Like when you meet, especially when you get into like the, the realm of like getting to meet these people. Isn't there a Stan um, Lee tattoo on your arm? Yeah, there super is. Yeah. Yeah. You hate being a fanboy though. Any side. I mean, that's respect is all that is like, that's, that's not being a fanboy. That's like, I'm that's sure like a lot your, of fanboys would say the same thing, but yeah, keep going. Although, <laughs> although I'll give you this arm has got Mike Magnola's signature wow. on it and Brian Michael Bendis. Wow. You getting that tattooed? It is they tattooed. Did. It oh, is oh tattooed. that's tattooed. Yeah. Oh. That's tattooed. Yeah. Um, that was last but, year, right? That was at Rose City Comic Con last year. Yeah. Um, and Magnola thought I was a fucking moron for doing that. But um, so. But that's just like that's just paying homage to the people that like inspired me as a writer and inspired me and continue to inspire me like Mike Mignola with Hellboy Um, because I gave up everything. And I'm like, I can't give up this one thing. I can't give up Hellboy like that's like that's yeah, no way. So now that's the only thing I do. You know, I have that and watch my hair. What would you think of the movie? the, The last reboot? I'm going to, I'm sh- I don't know what you guys, cause, and everybody tries to fucking crucify me for this. I fucking loved that movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I loved that movie too. Loved it so much. I came like, out so, so happy. For reasons. Like I, like I, I get under, I understand people's criticisms, criticisms of it. Um, that it's, you know, it's a lot. There was like a lot of plot in that movie. Um, I thought some of the acting could have been stronger. Like surprisingly, I thought Ian McShane was like the worst actor in that him and, um, God damn, Daniel Day Kim, yeah, who played ben Tiger Daniel. Guy. <laughs> I, didn't, range. I didn't, I didn't care for them much at all. Like, you can't be fucking Professor Broom after John Hurt was Professor Broom. Like, that motherfucker was him. Like, that, he was I, perfect. However, I thought David Harbour's Hellboy was better than Perlman. Mm. I thought he was, I love Ron Perlman, and he always will have a special place in my heart as Hellboy. But that grittier, like, younger, like, teenage Hellboy, like, why the fuck am I killing these people that are like me and like that are just want the same stuff that I want? It's like you're using me as a weapon like that, like questioning authority version and not the like, oh, ha, ha, I'm Ron Perlman and I'm Hellboy. Ah, crap. Like like the, the campy, like human, like humor of like, like the old Hellboy movies. Adam West and Michael Keaton. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. And both, I they I, both I have their spot. Absolutely. But I'm like, you look, I went, went back afterwards and I was like, am I really crazy? Like, why is everybody like, hate this movie so much? And I went back and watched the Perlman movies and then came back and watched the new one again. And I was like, it doesn't even compare to me. Like, he's so good as that character. The opening scenes sold me when he was oh, down in Mexico. Mexico. Hellboy in Mexico? That, 
Yeah, I was when done. he was just in there and he was like, "What are they doing? To you? What are they do to you, man?" Like, like getting up on that stage and like trying to fight and just everything. Like, he looked great. I don't think anybody fucking had great. an issue with David Arbor as much. I think David Arbor's portrayal was pretty good. I think his prosthetics yeah. hurt his portrayal because he had to overact a lot to see his expressions on his face. I thought, um, yeah. but I think I, in general, his interpretation I thought was outstanding. I just, I but think, but I think that like those else. prosthetics too, like added to the fact that he really did look like a demon sure and like Perlman's stuff was so like bright and so like i mean they're two different movies like that they it's a totally different like t- two completely different portrayals of hellboy because you've got the like campy hellboy which is in the books but like if you're gonna go to wild hunt and you're gonna go to like conquer worm or like hellboy in hell like you need a scary motherfucker and like that's what he looked like he looked like he'd been through hell. So what are your feelings on them saying they're not going to make a sequel from that? And even David Harbour being like, yeah, they shouldn't make a sequel for this. I, I, that sucks. I don't think we'll, I, I don't think we'll ever get another Hellboy. That's the problem. Because like we got the first one, they were like, oh, okay, like it was good. It was successful. Like we need to make a darker version. Like let's, let's do a darker version. They did it. And the fact that it wasn't received well, now they're not going to take a chance on that. I think you, Which, I, I agree. I don't think you're going to get people. I don't think you're going to get theater. I think you're going to get Netflix. I think you're going to get a, um, even a Hulu. I think you'll get a made for TV would, movie. It would be streaming. amazing. I'll take or whatever, man. I'll take series. whatever I can get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. Perlman will go back and make the animated movies again. They made what? Three of those, two of those. Yeah. Blood and iron, uh, and sword. sword. Yeah. Sword and something. I, yeah. And there was a third one. I can't remember what the third one was, but that cult fan um, base, it's, it's too big. I don't, I don't think that I yeah, would ever like die. they're throwing money away. Like that's not, I think if, I think the Harbor thing would have been more well-received had they had just gone with wild hunt like that. They should have just stuck with wild hunt and that's it. Well, do you think they didn't do as much because half of the stories they were telling were in the first movie? Like, it's funny seeing some of those comics and being like, wait, you used the first half of the comic in the first movie. Now we're using the second yeah. half of the comic in this. They couldn't yeah. tell the full story because it'd be kind of, just yeah. remaking the first movie. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I can't remember who it is that wrote that, but I think there there could have been better, that, that could have been laid out better. But I definitely like think like, I think there's also a, like a vision of if we don't get a chance to do this again, how do we make the fans happy? Right. And like the stuff they put in there was some of my favorite Hellboy stuff of all time. Like, that fucking scene of them, him getting killed on the hunt, like, or stabbed on the hunt with the fucking spears and shit, like, it was so good. And, like, fighting the giants and, like, everything. Like, all the things they put in there felt like they took everybody's favorite Hellboy stuff and put it in that movie. And they're like, well, if we never get to make another one, we gave, we gave you these things. <laughs> right. Like, Baba Yaga and, like, you know, like, um, God damn it, what's his name? The giant pig motherfucker. It's uh, yeah, the baby stealing. Yeah, goddamn it, I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, like Bobby Yaga was creepy like, as hell. Yeah, all that stuff, like everything. They gave all the best parts of Hellboy, like Hellboy in Hell. Like you got to see full fucking King Hellboy. Like that's yeah. So but you know that you might be absolutely right. It might be the idea. I don't want to harp on this for too long because I want to get back to you. <laughs> no, fuck that, man. <laughs> new new interview. Fucking Hellboy, dude. <laughs> but I do, I do think the. You know, trying to please every single fan throughout that is probably where it had its pacing problems because they tried to fit too much in there just to get for for fan sake and it hurt the narrative. Yeah, absolutely. But 
<laughs> it is what it is, man. I just, yeah. So I'll we'll uh, tell you what, next, next time there's a, a Hellboy property that's released, you come on and help re- interview or review it with us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> And just yeah. make sure your first season, you don't try to fit everything in for your fans. <laughs> I'm doing the opposite, bro. Like, I'm telling them, I'm like, we need to slow this way the fuck down. I'm telling, like, side stories that haven't been told yet. Like, all kinds of shit. Like, Well, that's great. No, yeah. I love that. I mean, look, say what you will about The Walking Dead, where where it was when it started to where it is now. Let's talk about the show versus the comic. That show's still on? It is. It is. And Unfortunately. I haven't, I haven't, yeah, right. Um, but... I loved as a Walking Dead comic fan that when you started watching the show, it started to take things in different areas. So as a fan yeah. of the books, I was still shocked by the show. So I love well, but the they idea. but they did a good thing for you because they solidified like the beginning. I loved early Walking Dead. Like, oh, early God, Walking yeah. Dead was fucking phenomenal. And like but what they did was they took the comic and they cemented ideas from the comic into the like visuals from when yeah. you first started. Absolutely. And those are the people that were fans of the comic were like, oh, fuck. Like, look at these things, like these key scenes waking up in the hospital bed and like, like the little girl, like, like all these things, like these scenes that you were like, oh shit, this is him riding the horse. Like, like those things they took, they gave you those things and they set a good framework and then they went and were like, okay, we're going to branch off. The problem is they just branched too far. Well, yeah, they were just way too scared of catching up. So they, for they, sure, they stretch shit out that did not need to be stretched. Yeah. But what was great about that, that show, especially early on, is it wasn't just the comic that they, uh, yeah. they alluded to. I love that they, the connection to all the book series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Woodbury yeah, yeah. And all that. I mean, the, yeah. the way they explained the governor, all that stuff. It was, yeah, I don't, again, I don't want to harp on this for too long, but well, I, I think the like idea. the best, we, we can harp, man. We can harp. <laughs> We can do whatever we want. Uh, it's our damn show. I think, yeah, fuck you, man. Uh, I think, I mean, my favorite that cover of Walking Dead. My, my favorite cover of Walking Dead ever is uh, Walking Dead 57, which is first appearance Eugene and Sergeant Ford and all them. And like when they walked into that fucking scene in the mm. show and I got to be like, yo, and it's literally on. the shot of the cover. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I got my thing. Like, now you can do whatever you want with fucking Eugene and shit. Like, <laughs> So in planning your show, are you thinking of little moments like that already of, hey, we want to have this, like this has to be represented. You'll even see in the trailer, like you'll see like pieces in the trailer that are like my favorite moments of the book that I was like, this needs to be in here. Like, I don't care what else is in this. Here's, here's, you know, 10 things that I want to see. And the animation people are fucking great. Like, like everything they're so supportive of like trying to be true to the source material of like coming to me and being like look like we think this would have like be more visually appealing if we like kind of play with this a little bit like is that okay and i'm like that's great. yeah dude like that's cool like just like just try to keep this thing the same and they're like no you got it like they'll go and just fucking knock it out so you, so. you might not be able to answer this question but uh, how many <laughs> seasons did you pitch like are you are you prepared for multiple seasons I'm prepared for six to eight seasons. Wow. Go you. And six to eight. So, and cool. in these six to eight seasons, do you have spots for cameos for close friends? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's the number one question I get ever. Like everybody's like, can I just be like the hillbilly he kills in the beginning? And I'm like, I don't, that's not up to me, but I'll tell my animation director, my voice director. You at least going to get you <laughs> into it. Oh, you the got what? me. You have to be in it. Oh yeah. I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to happen. Um, before we had cut, before we, what's funny is before we had cast Sean, um, we kind of like, like the, the voice director was like, Hey, like, what do you think about just playing Franklin? 
Like, she's like, it's from your brain. Like, you know this character more than anybody else. Like, you know, this is, I think that you could pull it off. And like, I've wanted to be a voice actor since I was like seven years old. So like, I came in and I did some like audio tests for Franklin. And like, I was gonna try to voice him before, like, and then Sean came along and I was like, no, 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 let him do it. <laughs> no, give it to him. He's way better. Like, let's, yeah. That's a shame. Um, you need I, to create a new character for yourself. Then. I know, right? Write yourself in, man. <laughs> I'm, I will, I have a character already that I'm playing, so it's, it will be fun. It, it's not a regular character, but he will be in it multiple times. Good. Perfect. Uh, but that being said, like, I did get to the, probably the coolest thing about this entire process is that, like, I've tried to be as involved in every process, like in every step as much as possible. And, you know, being able to like work with these voice actors that like, I really respect, like not just for their talent, but for like their desire to like be true to my book uh, has been awesome. And I get to sit in the booth, Skype into their sessions and have them do audio tests. And they're like, you know, Hey, like, what do you think of this line? What do you think of that line? Like, should I add this to it? Like, you know, like when Sabbath did, when Sabbath did his audio test for General Bad Guy, like I was the one that gave him that voice. I was like, look, like it's very much going to be like this gross, like Italian fucking mobster dude that like is a general of this fucking army. And like I, I gave him like tests of the like voice and he did like a real quick thing. And he's like, what do you think of that? And I'm like, ah, like more like you're a disappointed parent. <laughs> like, like that's this guy like you'll see in the trailer. There's a very specific scene. Uh, where uh, General Bad Guy shows up and he's kind of just like, God damn it. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, uh, and you're going to you're going to hear like the the disappointment in his voice. Well, I mean, but, that bears the question. Yeah. What's, what's the rating? Oh, mature. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other thing that was important to us about like. So now we're know, narrowing down networks in our head. I know. I'm right. <laughs> it's a meeting. I'm like, well, who we, for? you know, I've I've. You know, I, I'm sure this is an NDA information, but I've, uh, you know, we talked to the people at Starburns Industries, which are the people that made Rick and Morty. Mm. And like, you know, at the end of Rick and Morty, it's a, it's a good show like that. You know, I don't know if you guys watch Rick and Morty. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, so like those guys, you know, we sat down with them and we said, hey, you know, like, here's this cartoon, like, here's the ass, like, here's all the things. And like, they were like, this is a shoe in for Adult Swim. Like, this is like easy. Um, but, you know, that begs the question, like. I, there's even restrictions Rick and Morty has, you know what I mean? Like, and we don't want to be tied down to anything where we feel like we have to change the story or censor the story. Uh, we want to be able to tell exactly the story that we want to tell and not have to worry about any of that shit. So, and you've got, and you've got four different places where you don't have to worry about that. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah. We've actually, I wasn't supposed to be going to LA comic-con next weekend, but we got a bunch of meetings uh, with people out in LA next week. And, and the publisher was like, Hey, like, and you make it to LA for these meetings because like, we've got like some stuff going on. Like if you can make it, I was like, all right, cool. I guess I'll drive oh, fucking eight and a half hours to LA. Dude, are you going to just sleep uh, all week? Yeah, basically. I actually have class all week. Oh, so, no. uh, and you go to yeah. school. Yeah, I go to school. Holy too. crap. <laughs> well, it's like the last, but it's my last semester of school. So I, I'll be fucking done after this and I'm just going to chill. What's the degree smoke in? A blunt and relax. Awesome. What? What's your degree in? Awesome. Like, I, I'm a studio arts major, so I take uh, glass blowing, ceramics, what? stuff like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can you save some creativity for anyone else in the world, Relax, please? Relax, dude. Knock it off. Yeah. It's, I've never it's seen fun, the man. overachiever artist before, but I think we just met them. <laughs> What's funny is, like, the, my teachers just found out that I write comics, and, like, one of, them, one of them saw something, like, saw something about the TV show in New York, and he was all, wait a minute. 
He was like, you're not this Garrett Gunn, are you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> and I was like, because the army pays me to be bro. So fuck it. Like, I'm getting money. Like, like this pays my rent. Like, that's why I got like, Congress doesn't pay that much. <laughs> so, yeah. Not yet, at least. Not yet. Well, yeah, now, yeah. Now you're Sean's convinced. He's like, he's like, you just wait. Like, I was bitching to him about being like this. I was just like on the worst flight back. And he's like, just wait, bro. Pretty soon we're going to be fucking flying first class. I was like, you already fly first class. Like, I, I don't. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So, so you've got, the, you've got the show coming up. It's going to get picked up. We know it. it's going to be on one of these four major networks. Yeah. Is that, is that the dream? Is that the pinnacle? Do you want to go past that? Do you want other shows? Or- oh, yeah, I've got. So I've got uh, right now, I just finished building the pitch deck for a cold dead hands as like a B rated uh, uh, horror movie. Um, I really want to make a ridiculous uh, like army of darkness style film out of cold dead hands. Um, I've, I've looked into hiring Bruce Campbell to be in it. Um, turns out he's like $10,000 a day to film, which is really not that bad to get Bruce Campbell. Like that's it. Um, so Me I've too. got lots of can other I things I would love to make. Shut up. What? <laughs> I was asking if I could borrow $10,000 just to right? Bruce Campbell. To- well, I mean, like, it's a lot of money, but it's like in the scope of things, it's really not a lot of money to get Bruce Campbell for a day to film. Like, that's pretty great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got plans for other shows. I've got plans for other movies. But Franklin and Ghost will definitely be like the, you know, the focus. I've, I've, I kind of sidestepped a little while back and like started making everything into a franklin a ghost tie-in so everything i'm making basically is in the same universe so hold that hands is in the franklin a ghost universe warcorns is in the is in the franklin a ghost universe um (laughs) these other books that i can't talk about yet are in the franklin like i'm trying to build this massive thing so that i can have a pool of bullshit to pull from when when we make the you know when we make the show so so there there's no slowing down there's no rest there's no, no, you know, enjoying life. You just want to make 7,000 <laughs> different things at once. It's the next thing. Like my, my, my buddy, Bob, I'm, who I know you guys know, Bob Sally, like him and I talk about all the time having like hardcore imposter syndrome where like we never feel like we belong in this business because we haven't done the next good thing yet. And so I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Like we got the show, like the show's going to happen. All right. What, what's the next step? How do I further like prove that I belong in the room with these people? Well, I don't think uh, the, the, you don't you don't need the proof that you belong, but the the goal mentality there I think is wildly important, especially with everything that you're trying to accomplish. I think that's that goal mentality is probably why you've gotten to the point that you, where we're actually having this conversation. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely I definitely agree. Um, it's it's just yeah, not being able to rest, like never being satisfied, like always hungry, creative mania. Yeah, and you care about your characters. I do. I love them so much. <laughs> if like you I've, could only see the face he's making right now oh i do the, like i the I heart's really coming like, out of the eyes i know i um it's it's and it's hard for me to like add characters to things because i'm so like protective of like you know sharing that space in the universe with other characters um you know i absolutely like all these characters are very much like fragments of my personality and so you know i i will go and i'll be like oh no like I can't add something here. Like, like Delilah's already got this. Spot. Like, I don't need, I can't do another thing here. Like that's her space. 
Get out of her space. <laughs> so was it weird the first time somebody had creative input on your characters? Like, I thought it you... would be, but it wasn't. No. I mean, I, it probably would have been much different if it was somebody that was like either like more aggressive or like less that gave less of a shit. Uh, but the people, luckily, like I said, that, we've, that I've gotten to work with on this show are very like, like they, they bought all the books. They, they took all the, I was like, I'll give you books. Like that's what, and they're like, no, 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 no. Like they bought all the books. They like read every single thing. They read every script that I've written. That isn't even the, a book yet. Like they've read everything I've written and they're like, okay. So they come back and they know shit better than I do. They're like, <laughs> so this character like does this and this and this, like, we'd like to have them do this. Does this fit? Like, well, we think this fits this personality. We think this doesn't. Like, I'm like, holy fuck, like, you guys have done your research. Um, so there's never been, like, they've never approached it from, like, any sort of, you know, weird way, which is why I think it's been so easy. Well, it sounds like because the decisions that they're making are all narrative-based and not pandering-based, I think yeah. that's probably what makes it easier, because you're not, you're not making sure. things just because, well, wouldn't it be cooler if be they did blah? Sweet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, we've yeah. only talked about all the creative outlets that you are working on you also have a full convention tour that you are doing all the time and when you're there other than talking to you know your favorite podcast fireside chats you're, Obviously. Pu you're putting on a show at the booth yeah. you know whether you're comfortable or nervous or in front of a whole crowd of people or not oh yeah and making sure every fan that comes to the booth like you walk out from outside of the booth and you'll talk to everybody and you give 110 percent there yeah where does that energy come from? I don't know. <laughs> Monster energy drinks. Um, like maybe just like a smidge of cocaine. Um, I really In don't know. Like, I mean, drink. that's definitely like I tell people like Bob and I again, Bob and I talk about it all the time. Like it's it's like a drug. Like when you get to like, you know, especially with comics being so everything's done on the Internet. Like you don't interact with anybody you make comics with. Like you, you send a script to, to an artist and they draw it and then they send it back to you. And then you send it to someone else. Like there's no back and forth. So like really the only back and forth you get in this business is it shows and like getting like that tangible feeling of like, I'm talking to someone who's hopefully a potential future fan or is a fan already, or, you know, has like, you know, an interest in what you're doing. Uh, you get like an immediate response from that, which is, huge because you don't get that with anything else in this business so you get there and you start talking to people and you start getting like your energy like starts building from these people that you're like trying to convince to love your thing or that come to your table and are like oh my god like i'm a I, you know i love i read franklin agos i love franklin agos like you know when's the next one coming out like you that builds you up and then you leave that show and it just hits you and like a lot of people talk about it like post-con depression is a huge thing like you go from like sensory overload of like all this positivity and like all these things going on to like you go home to like normal life and you're like, fuck, what do I do? Like, this is not nearly what, you know, as hype as conventions. Were. And you guys roll in like you're your own carnival. You've got <laughs> we are a carnival, bro. Have you seen the freak show as Source by Press? <laughs> I mean, you've got a whole group of carnies with you putting on a show yeah. 12 oh, hours yeah. a day. Yeah. That's got to be an influence on the creativity that you guys bounce through each other. Of course. Like, I mean, we, you know, it sounds corny, like every time somebody says it, but like, it really is like source point is definitely like a family. Like everybody in this, in this publisher is hungry and cares not just about their, their things, but about everybody as a whole. And like, 
as like news comes out about things like you'll see every single person at source point jump on that thing and they're sharing and they're like look what this person's doing and like blah blah like like pushing everything and it's because the rising tide lifts all ships like everybody in this recognizes that like it's not about just making a book like it's about making a book and and elevating the community and so all of us like at source point especially like i mean that's not just with source point it's there's other people i've worked with outside of it but source points i got a huge concentration of people who give a shit now and it's and it's run by a person who really gives a shit travis McIntyre, who's travis a, is awesome a mentor and you know a personal hero of mine now you just did new york comic-con but you've done great philadelphia con oh, you just yes. took the question out of my mouth <laughs> What is your feelings on that giant, crazy circus act of New York versus the smaller cons? Which one do you get more pleasure from or enjoy more? Definitely the smaller shows. Like you always get like more intimate, like uh, authentic interactions with people at smaller shows because like you don't feel the like pressure of fuck, fuck, I I gotta sell, I gotta sell, I gotta sell, 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 sell. Um, you know, to try to make this twelve thousand dollar booth back, like. You know, you're going to a show that's like, like, I love my local shows. Like, I'll show up, even if it's something that's only like an hour or two away. And I show up and I paid $90 to get a table. And I get to like <laughs> sit there and I sell like six books and I've made tables. So like, I, you get to like take your time with people and you get to like, and Great Philly is the same way. Like, even though that's a big show on the, you know, in contrast to New York, it's a very small show. Uh, but you get like so much good interaction at shows like, like New York is just, fucking insane i will say though that the shows like new york are a necessity as a creator because the amount of people that you rub elbows with at that show is out of control like just by happening to be in the same space so this year were you still on the main floor or main floor yeah wow that's great so we were we were right next to aftershock and we were next to like stranger comics and valiant and vault like all of those um yeah so we're like right in the thick of it. That's huge. Yeah. And and you've been with SourcePoint for how long now? Uh, I joined SourcePoint in 2017. I've been with them for two years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're time Ever since I tried man. to get them to take a chance on the, a book that I'm writing for Billy Bob Thornton. All right. Well, then, okay. So here, here's your, your standard interview question. Uh, and not interview for, as a show, interview for a job. Where do you see yourself in two more years? God, I got no fucking idea. <laughs> like, hopefully alive. I don't know. Like, I don't know, dude. That's like a rough answer. I mean, we, the, the glory of like being, a, you know, being with source point press is that like, I never felt the, like, like, you know, a lot of young creators, they're so like, they're so determined to work for like Marvel or DC or they're like, you know, this is, uh, that's the end goal. I got to get to that big thing. Um, and a lot of people go to places like SourcePoint or Vault or these other places because they're trying to use it as a stepping stone to get to what they believe is is comics. And like, I've never felt the need to do that. Like, I, I you know, at this point, like Travis like has told us, like, I've found the creators I need. Like, when you guys like, I don't need to bring in a bunch of new people because I've got the people I need. So when we have new ideas, the first person that it goes to is Travis. And I say, hey, like, I mean, I could take it to Image. I could take it to Dark Horse. I could, I could pitch this stuff anywhere. But you, I, nobody treats you as well as, like, SourcePoint does. So, you know, I come up with an idea and I go, hey, is this something that fits the brand? Like, Travis, what do you think of this? Like, 
And as long as in two years I still have the opportunity to do shit like that, that's all I care about. Now, is comics and that kind of creating the only kind of writing that you're interested in? A novel coming out, maybe writing for, you I don't know, know, AEW? I will give you another Fireside exclusive <laughs> right now. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I had just started writing my first book. Wow. Um, I'm sure that you guys have seen me post doodles of uh, my rabbit character, Sparrow. Yes. Um, I just started taking it seriously. Like, I've been drawing the character and fleshing out the story for six to eight months. Um, I've drawn the characters probably 10,000 times. Um, and it's going to be the first time that I'm going to actually write like an actual book, like a grown up book. Uh-uh. Well, not grown up, but, but more grown up than Franklin and Ghost and the other bullshit I write. But the tagline you gave that book is phenomenal. You know what? I don't even have credit for that because my buddy David Booer, who wrote Canto for IDW, gave me that line. I said, I I told him, I said, uh, he was joking about how I told him how I was inspired by Canto to like write this like heartfelt, like real story. And he was like, I said, so give me a quote for the book. And he was like, Sparrow, breaker of hearts, healer of worlds. And I was like, God damn it. That's good. I was like, I'm stealing that. And he was like, you can have it. Yeah. And then I screenshot it and put it in my email so he could never take it back. That's that gold mentality right there. That's that forward yeah. thinking. It's like, listen, you, I, I've got it. Lawyer, exhibit A. Thank you for putting that yeah. in writing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. So novels, TV shows, you're a wrestling fan, right? I'm not. You're not. You all the source people are. I'm so out of it. Like all the source point people are huge fucking wrestling fans. And I, I, I was like, I guess when I was younger, you're fired. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it. No, he's not. He's fired. Not. No, he's not. I'm with you. I just, Shut yeah. up. Yeah, I don't get it either. If I wanted to watch a bunch of men fucking rough each other up, I'd watch hockey. I, look, I don't watch hockey either, but <laughs> I, I agree with everything he just said. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've got the TV show, we got the novel coming out, we got seventeen comics, um, yeah. your degree in glass blowing. Um, <laughs> hopefully, and the con- yeah. Hopefully, yeah. in two years, you're still alive. Yes. Where can fans find you next? Like show wise? Yeah. This look at this. The fucking things just like try to eat my beard. Um, next, the next show I'll be at will be LA Comic Con next weekend. Formerly, stop. You're fucking with my headphones. Formerly Stanley's Kamikaze. Yeah, well, yeah, formerly Stanley's Kamikaze until they realized that was like super like culturally insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes, uh, the first year so, it was like El General Generalismo, and he's I want you, and it was all like the uh, yeah, and they're like, oh no, like poor World War II vets are like fuck, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. The general needs you, like Kamikaze. Yeah, it's bad. So LA Comic Con next weekend, uh, the 11th through the 13th, I think. Uh, I will be in LA. Um, I'll come into Baltimore. Be at the show Saturday, but you gonna yeah. be out at Baltimore? I think the week after. I am not. Say, I wow, have that's to. Rough. I'm. I'm so burnt out. There's no fucking way. <laughs> no way. Well, where can you be found now? Then. So let's let's go through. Yeah. What's like, your home address? Yeah. I home mean, ad- oh yeah, Redding, California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come see me. No, but like for anybody who's listening to the show right now, who is being introduced to you and your work for the first time, where would yeah. you want them to go? Uh, you can go. All of my social media is at some writer guy. 
uh <laughs> i try to i never can remember to take fucking business cards with me anywhere so i was like fuck i need something like really easy to remember and i'm like if you can't ever remember who wrote it just some writer guy that's a good one that's a really good yeah one. <laughs> yeah but you can also go to my website which is lastwolflegion.com uh that's the the name of the studio and business that i operate all of my media under so and they can buy the books and all there they can. Yeah, you can even get exclusive variants of books that like aren't available to anybody else except Last Wolf Legion. All kinds of nonsense. And I just realized now that I probably missed out on it. You've got a statue coming out. I do have a statue coming out. And I out. signed up for it and then never followed up with you, so I'm sorry. No, I purposely didn't follow people because it got delayed. So okay. uh, I've just like let it go and I'm just gonna like wait until it's like ready to to come back to people. It's actually uh, that statue's being made by Tony Bellotto, who is one of the original McFarlane Toys wow. sculptors. Um, yeah, and it was designed by Paul Burke, who's a co-founder of McFarlane Toys. Well, just make sure you tell me when you need my money. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll be a problem. Don't worry about that. I got you. My accountant will fucking... Yeah, she's got your name. Listen, I, I want that test uh, statue, because that the images that you're sick. talking about looks awesome. Yeah, we're going to... Uh, yeah, it's going to be all plated. Like, it's going to be printed in gold. Like, it's going to be, like, cast in gold. Uh, I mean, replica gold, not real gold. <laughs> but, man. I mean, it's going to be, like, gold. And they're all going to be numbered. And it's going to be, like, it's literally the first 10 or 15, like, that are coming off the line. It's, like, the proofs. So each of them will say, like, artist proof. And it'll be numbered out of 10 or 15. Uh, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And if I keep it with you, you can get the uh, voice actors to sign it, too, right? Oh, yeah. I made the base specifically where there was lots of space that people could sign it. So you are that's a how smart you, man. That's how you know you go to a lot of cons. <laughs> that is exactly oh, yeah. You know. I'm like, how can I market this the best? <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, we don't say this to everybody. We do a lot of interviews. You have been one of the most down to earth, nicest creators we've ever talked to. <laughs> and right. as much of a jerk as you can be, we are glad to see that you are reaching these levels of success. And we wish Thank you, you nothing much. more than every dream you just said over the next two years, especially the one being alive in two years. I'm going to say, yeah, all, that's probably like top of the list. Uh, all the goals that you haven't thought of yet. That's, that's yeah. that, those are the ones. Cause I have a feeling two years from now, that goal list is going to be wildly different next year. It's <laughs> a, a two hour interview yeah, right. with Garrett Gunn. No, he'll, yeah. only, he'll only have about 20 minutes for us. <laughs> no, I'll always have at least. 35 minutes for Fireside. <laughs> okay, we've got that recorded. Yeah. Now I'm going to send it to my email. <laughs> Screenshot, put it in your email. <laughs> On that note, Mentee, do that thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside or your social media choice, as long as that's Instagram and Facebook. Otherwise, it's Fireside Crew on Twitter. Uh, if you like the show, do us a favor. Comment, like, share, rate. It goes a long way. Once again, I'm Mentee. I just realized something. Fuck you, Mentee. Oh, because you can say it now? Yeah. There you go. That was fun. I'm so happy we end the show that way. You're welcome. And, and, and then, of course, Garrett's on the show as well. <laughs> so. And we've got, <laughs> he's giving you the finger. Oh, Garrett, good. great talking to you. Some writer guy That's on me. social media. <laughs> we will see you soon. Hopefully that trailer this week will also share out for you. You got it. Deuces. Deuces. Later. Later.